Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome into the Red Sox Beat Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. This episode presented by Roman and, of course, betonline.ag. And we are welcomed this week by Sean McAdam of the Boston Sports Journal. And one of the things we want to talk to you about, Sean, is the Red Sox pitching rotation as the season winds down. Season is over on Sunday, but there's definitely been some promising signs late in the year from some of the rookies. Uh, Looking ahead to 2021, you wrote this on Boston Sports Journal – the Red Sox might not be as far off from having a fully competent uh, rotation. In fact, it may be even a pretty good one heading into the 2021 season. Yeah, certainly the last couple of weeks, John, have uh, highlighted the emergence of Tanner Houck, who has been, uh, if not a revelation, then certainly someone who has exceeded expectations for him. This is someone that uh, has been a number one draft pick, but there were some questions about his readiness to uh, get my uh, major league hitters out and through two outings. And I stress that you can't uh, overstate what that means. Another thing we look at is we're winding down the season. And again, it's not, there's no, there's no certainty here. And many people thought uh, he, he might not have made it through this year, but Jackie Bradley Jr. There's going to be a question mark there. You're wondering whether we're seeing Bradley's uniform be a bitter one to swallow because he's really, you know, despite some inconsistent play at the plate, he's really been someone who's been a joy to watch all these years, both, you know, what he does off the field and what he stands for, but just watching him, you know, patrol the outfield and, and just a, a really special player. Uh, how do you see this offseason going with the Red Sox and Jackie? I think it's going to be a fascinating case to watch because I believe the Red Sox will want to retain Jackie Bradley Jr., of course, at a price. They're not about to write a blank check for Jackie Bradley Jr. He does, as you referenced, have some limitations in his game, most obviously offensive consistency. Although, ironically, in his walk year, this has been his most consistent season, and he is in line right now to finish not only with the highest batting average of his career, but also the highest on-base percentage. So that will only bolster his appeal on the free agent market. Uh, He could make the case that he's finally unlocked some things and that he's going to be more consistent going forward. As I said, I think they will make an effort to retain him, but it will require Bradley to accept less money than he made this year. Even before we get into the prorated mess, he had an $11 million arbitration decided salary uh, for 2020. And while the Red Sox might want to try to keep him on a two or three year deal, They will want a lower AAV than that. 
What we don't know is what will the free agent market look like this year because of what's happened economically to the game with no fans in the stands, a 60-game schedule, and a precipitous drop in revenue for owners across the game. That's certainly going to uh, lead to a reckoning for free agents. The, the question is, how big a drop? And of course, there's this to consider. Bradley is represented by Scott Boris, who is known to drive a hard bargain, not compromise, and uh, sort of shut out any suggestions that owners are in line to reduce what they spend on free agents. I think Bradley would like to stay. It's a matter of can they meet in the middle where they can give him enough so that he figures he's being compensated fairly and they bring him back. It, it would be a shame if he left because uh, I, I think he's probably been the best center fielder for the Red Sox in my lifetime defensively. He's fun to watch. And what will help his case at least somewhat, John, is that teams are now valuing defense more than ever. And he is, of course, an elite defender. All right, Sean, hang in there one second. I want to tell you about our sponsor, which is Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or maybe we should avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Sorry, honey. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash socks and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now with Roman, it's much, much easier. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and get it taken care of. Go to roman.com slash socks today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash socks. All right, back now with Sean McAdam. And another huge question, Sean, heading into uh, the offseason is going to be the future of manager Ron Renicky, who by all accounts has acquitted himself very well in a, in what was a really tough season for him to be handed the reins here. But there's always that kind of feeling that he's just been a placeholder uh, for the next manager who might very well be the old manager and Alex Cora. Again, it's hard to know exactly, but uh, where do you land on this? How do you see Renicky's future? And do you see Alex Cora possibly walking back through that door? Well, let's take Renicky first. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's difficult, if not impossible, for the Red Sox to say, coming off what is going to be probably their worst record in decades and decades. You might have to go back to the 1930s to find a winning percentage as poor as this one. And unfortunately for Renicky, um, we live in an age where optics and perception and appeal uh, to the fan base very much drives some of these decisions. And I see it as impossible for the Red Sox to come out and say that they're going to bring back the guy who just managed the team to a last place finish, even though, as you referenced, uh, much of this was way beyond his purview. He was right. just dealt a bad hand, a pitching staff that was not by any stretch of the imagination yeah. of Major League caliber. Even, even, even calling them 4A would have been a stretch for much of the it, year. Exactly. I mean, they're running out 16 different starting pitchers yeah. in the first uh, 56 games of this shortened schedule. Yeah. And injuries everywhere. 
it was simply a no-win proposition for Ron Renicky. And I think in many ways, he has done the best he could with what he was presented. Uh, he, he's tried to stay positive. He has, for the most part, I think, got these guys continuing to play hard through difficult circumstances. Yep. He said the right things. Um, he's a good, solid baseball guy. And it's unfortunate that this second chance that he got waiting another five or six years after being let go in Milwaukee was one in which uh, everything was kind of stacked against him. But before you move to Corey, you do get the sense that he kind of knew that this was what the deal was, too. Uh, would you would you agree? Yeah. I mean, when he was appointed, they did not. He was actually finishing out the coaching contract that he signed uh, three years ago when he was hired as the bench coach for Alex Cora. And when they appointed him first on an interim basis and then later in April, uh, you know, the official manager for 2020, they did nothing to address kind of the lame duck status of his contractual situation. It was just, well, we'll give you a boost in pay over what you were going to be paid as the presumptive bench coach had Cora returned but we're not giving you any security beyond uh, the end of September. That should have been the first clue that perhaps this was a short-term arrangement. He was familiar with the roster, and let's let him. Let's see what he does over the next uh, few months and make a decision going forward. And as I said, the the record and the last place finish kind of dooms any chances of him being extended past this Sunday. All right, Sean, hang in there one second. I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, which of course is betonline.ag. The wait is finally over and football is back. We're now heading into week three. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action with BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on the win, division, championship, everything, Super Bowl futures today. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Moving on to Cora again, whether it's always been, whether this is a fait accompli and it's it's known, um, or it's just a very strong possibility. If he does come back, first off, how do you handicap this? And second, if he does come back, are you looking at full acceptance here? Is there any resentment? Will there be backlash, or does he? Does it feel like he largely escaped? Uh, you know, the kind of the wrath of uh, of Major League Baseball and, and the public for his role in the cheating scandal with the Astros. It feels like he's going to come out of this fairly clean. Well, I mean, he has been suspended for a full season. Sure. And he was essentially fired, although the Red Sox will remind you that the key phrase is um, mutually agreed to yep. uh, part ways. Yep. Uh, nonetheless, his punishment is every bit as severe as A.J. Hinch, who was the manager and presumably the guy in charge in Houston. So as the top lieutenant, Cora suffered the same penalty that the guy who was running the show. So sure. I don't think he got off lightly. He lost a year of salary. He lost. Uh, he was exiled from the game for all of 2020, and his reputation is at least somewhat tarnished by his association with that season. Um, 
Does he come back? I think it's on the table. Here's yeah. how I see it. I think the players would absolutely welcome Alex Cora back with open arms. I don't say that in that they have rejected Ron Renicky or never paid attention or listened to him. But Cora obviously had a bond with most of the players on that roster, and they would welcome him back yeah. for 2021 going forward. I think also upper management and ownership uh, have a strong affection for Alex Cora. I think they were sort of guilted into making the decision they did back in January to let him go. I think that there was probably some pressure from Major League Baseball to do so. They did so reluctantly, but knowing they had to do it. That yeah. said, I think they would welcome him back with open arms. And the X factor here is Hein Bloom. He's the guy who's the chief baseball officer. Right. He was hired by the owners several months before Cora left. To run it his way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, while the owners are saying and whispering, you know, we'd be okay with Cora coming back and the players sure would like it and it was probably it would probably play well with the fan base. Um, ultimately, Bloom has to decide, it, is this the guy? It's got to be his idea. It's my <laughs> yeah. way to, yeah. and am I okay right. signing off on his return? My sense is that Bloom would have no great objection to Cora. How could you? This is a guy in two years, certainly in his first year, who directed a team to 108 right. wins and a dominant World Series uh, championship. His uh, credentials are in order. It's a matter of does this uh, do, does Bloom want Core to be his guy for the next five six seasons, or is there someone else out there that he would prefer right. to mold as his manager and uh, and perhaps have a little bit more sway with while Cora can come in with his own credentials right. and certainly has to acquiesce to Bloom on personnel decisions, but would there be any clash there? I don't think it would be great. Um, I'm not willing to say it's a slam dunk that Alex Scora comes back, but it's certainly on the table and, and yeah. quite and, and when I was talking about reputation, I more mean you know, Cora got hit hard, but I feel like the perception around his involvement changed some where in the early days it was perceived as the ringleader and then he brought the whole operation to Boston. And when the Red Sox were cleared and more stuff came out about how deep this ran in the Houston organization, I feel like Cora, it, I, the initial reaction was he's got to go. And I right. really feel like that's subsided. So I, I, I do agree that bringing him back is uh, is something that most people, fans, organizationally, the players would would, would probably be on board with where, uh, you know, that that's something that people can live with now where the initial days, initial stages of it, it didn't look like that would be the case. Right. And if the if the main stain on Cora's reputation is what he did in Houston elsewhere four years ago, that's their problem. Yep. Who cares? He was largely absolved here. Um, so that's an easy hurdle to overcome. Yeah. The manager thing is interesting, too. It's not by any means comparable, but certainly you had in the first years of Ben uh, in the managerial situation, you had owner ownership intervention with Bobby Valentine and that couldn't. That worked out well. <laughs> there's, there's, for personally, Sean, when we were together at uh, NBC Sports Boston at the time, that's as much fun as I've had covering the Red Sox. You know, what a circus ride that was, but you can't possibly have anything go worse than that so i mean while no one's going to compare cora 
to to Bobby Valentine. Somewhere in the back of ownership's mind, they have to be thinking like, I really can't force my guy here, can I? Yeah, I, I think that uh, ultimately they they make their thoughts known to Heimblum. Yeah. But if they're doing this the right way, uh, the rest of that presentation ends with, however, we hired you to run baseball operations. You know our feelings, but ultimately this is your choice. That's the way to handle it. Yep. Okay. Well, Sean McAdam, thank you very much. This has been the Red Sox Beat Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. Uh, Sean, thanks again. Thanks, Sean.